Welcome to Hell to Japan. Tonight we are talking about Japanese news for the middle of 2021. So let's start off with some COVID news.、Uh, are you familiar with COVID? I, I've heard of it. Tell me more. So, COVID is this virus that's been、uh, making the rounds recently.、Uh, it's been making the rounds. It's,、uh, <laughs> it's been an issue for a few countries on Earth. And,、uh, it's like a salesman. It hasn't been making the rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry to those listeners out there who have really suffered greatly.、Uh, the reason I'm putting, like, I'm trying to be a little blase about it is because I'm fed up with. Japan's response to this pandemic. I think Japan's been fucking rubbish in dealing with it. So let's just start off. So, today, as of today, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government has reported 822 new COVID cases. And the average for Tokyo over the past seven days stands at 686.7. So they've got the 0.7 there. And so、mm. people in their 20s,、uh, that amounts to 270 cases. People in their 30s, 157 cases. And their 40s is 147. And、uh, the people hospitalized with severe symptoms in Tokyo is 62, up from Thursday, health officials said.、Uh, so the nationwide figure is 441, down 23 from Thursday. That's where we stand right now. And we are also under a, another lockdown. Oh, maybe we should still call it a state of emergency, right? State of emergency, yeah. That's probably more accurate. I'm always a little bit、uh, confused about the, the lingo they use. It's basically to prevent establishments from remaining open past certain hours or making people aware that the threat still exists and to monitor the behavior in a variety of different situations so that this. Virus doesn't spread any further. Yeah. Those are the most recent、uh, COVID cases. And I think we've mentioned before on another news episode that there wasn't a lot of testing to begin with. In fact, I don't really trust these numbers because it's very difficult. I think it, it was still difficult to actually get tested and to, to visit a, a medical professional.、Uh, maybe, maybe things have eased up, but I think.、Uh, I think there's still a lot of stigma attached. If you are working in a company, you do not want to really report it. Otherwise, that could cost you your job.、Uh, I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this on the other news episode from earlier in the year, but our own health officials contracted coronavirus by going out to、uh, hostess clubs, drinking、mm. in these bars in, uh, in uh, Ginza. So, not only did they contract it, but they also spread it as well. And these are the people who we've entrusted with our health,、um, with, with health guidelines. So, so, that's where we stand right now.、Mm. Do you have any thoughts about that? It, you know, at some point, the vaccination、uh, system started to ramp up pretty quickly, just in time for the Olympics to. Uh, occur, which is occurring about three weeks from now or two weeks from now, two or three weeks from now. And I, I heard numbers where it was reaching people were reaching up to a million a day. But at the same time, you're telling me the story, you know, in Tokyo, people are increasing increasing numbers of,、uh, they're getting spikes of coronavirus. 
And it, it just speaks to a lack of leadership regarding how people should conduct themselves. As far as I'm concerned, where I live, most people aren't too worried about contracting the virus. They think it's um, mostly a problem of dense, densely populated areas. The, there's there was only some concerted effort right at the beginning of the coronavirus. You remember, um, la- 2020 March 2020, a lot of public schools were closed, and then um, they were closed for maybe a month or so, and then they reopened, and then the government a few months later came up with the how to travel complaint campaign with the go to travel campaign, right to promote traveling the country. With mm. discounts and stuff like that. You get more of a discount if you're infected. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And uh, now they're, they're you know, just getting ready for uh, what what's uh, the Olympics coming up where there's going to be nobody in the stands and a yes. state of emergency for the Olympics. So It's all worthwhile when nobody can yes. actually go to watch yeah. it. So just watch it on television. So basically it yeah. could have been done anywhere in the world because Japanese yeah. uh, audiences will... Have just as much uh, exposure to it. It, w- it would be like it's not even happening in Tokyo. Yeah. You would never know. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Did you know, um, uh, June, around June, there was a yeah. guy, a young guy hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, well, or rather, instead of a hospital, he was put into a hotel. That's how they've been oh, right, right, managing right. it. Yeah, yeah. And he was at the APA Hotel, APA, yeah. in uh, downtown Osaka. He wasn't happy about being confined to a hotel for weeks, so he did like a a hotel escape, a prison break. He got out by, uh, you know, he he was able to get down from the sixth floor, right? And they lost him, so they lost a uh, a guy carrying the virus. It made it made headlines because it shone light on the fact that it's ridiculous that there weren't that many security measures in place to begin with, but. Mm. Just staying in a hotel and not being able to monitor people like that was, uh, I think it was a real black eye, uh, mm-hmm. in addition to many other black eyes that the government has suffered. But I, but I, loved, I loved the comments that I, that I saw mm. uh, about it. Yeah. These um, kuchigomi, is that the, what would you call it? The, yeah, yeah. Like Vox, yeah, kuchigomi. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got people saying like, oh, kuchikomi. it doesn't, kuchikomi, kuchikomi mm. that's it. Yeah, Sounds yeah. like he's not, not a serious case or yeah. um, all that. <laughs> I don't know, we've got like a little COVID ninja who was able to get down to the sixth floor. Maybe it gave him special abilities like a COVID Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe, is it too late to enter him into the Olympics? Uh, (laughs) He's got some special skills. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I think he's been been located similar to how when it first broke out, they let off. Do you know, remember, if you cast your mind back to when COVID came across came onto the shores through that princess yeah. cruise ship yeah i think that was the name of it but there yeah, was a, there's so. a cruise ship and uh they had isolated everybody on the cruise ship and then they let people off and then many of these people were still infected and then they and then they spread they spread the virus from there yeah remember there was that guy who like they he said it was like self-isolate and then they discovered that he had been to a gym and then he had gone other places. And it's like, <laughs> hey, would you not go to the gym? That's like the worst place you could go. <laughs> Is everyone sweaty and like breathing hard? And well, what are you doing? 
Wait, like, <laughs> why would you go to the gym? I don't get it. As of today, Suga, the, the Prime Minister Suga of Japan, Suga of Japan, yeah, he has vowed a safe Olympics mm-hmm. after his yeah. decision to ban spectators. Mm. Well, that's how he's going to make it safe. Yeah. Even though there have been two reported cases of athletes already contracting Mm. the virus. So so great job. Yeah. Bang up job, Mm. Suga. Doing your country proud. I thought my own country is, you know, totally screwed up. But now that, you know, there's, you know, people are at full capacity in stadiums right now to go see sporting events. Oh, you know, it's been like that in New Zealand for fucking how long? Yeah. Since last year. We had full, uh, like, rugby matches. Yeah. With uh, big crowds. And I was just looking upon uh, upon them with envy, jealousy, like looking at my uh, my countrymen enjoying themselves, country people. It's like, yep, that's that's how you manage this crisis. Uh, I just wish mm. the country in which I'm living had, uh, or like, a, or at least some like a better understanding of how to how to manage this crisis. But mm. uh, time and time again, they've just dropped the ball. They failed. But I don't want this to be all about how terrible Japan is at dealing with this crisis. I mean, there really isn't. Well, I mean, no, no. Usually, the news isn't good, so that's. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Well, yeah. no, but we don't have to focus on the negatives. Uh, is what I'm yeah. saying. So we, we're we're covering yeah. Japan, and so you know, I like to focus on the positives if I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, there was something that you mentioned to me uh, a news story about changing rules in Japanese high schools. Maybe we could jump to that one. The case of uh, a high school girl uh, who had to change her hair, the color of her hair. And even though she was, I think, part European or American, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but she had to artificially change her hairstyle to match with other students. So she had to dye it black. And she reported she could not go to school for health purposes because of the mental trauma she had suffered as a result of trying to conform so um being told off by teachers for having strands of her hair that became brown uh and she yeah she just stopped going to school and then she sought legal counsel and so lawyers got involved and took the school to court saying this is undue pressure on a kid i think she was maybe 15 14 15 right. years old uh but this has been an ongoing concern for uh many students who aren't how should i put it pure japanese who have no black, black hair but some even pure some people who are actually born and raised here have, have gone back many generations some of them have actually brown hair but even these kids have to dye their hair black in order to conform just ridiculous to me that yeah. This has been going on for all these decades. But uh, but long story short, this girl, I think she won her case. And she got something like 200,000 yen, which is 2,000 bucks. She got 2,000 American dollars for all these, going through these uh, court proceedings over the course of two two or three years. This is just one one example, but there have been other similar cases where a high school girl was suspended from her school because of a relationship she was having with another boy and there was a strict policy at the school that you could not date other students 
and she, she yeah so they were both suspended so she took this school to court and they lost that case there's a uh, heavy-handed approach to conformity in many of these Japanese schools uh, but you I remember you telling me that's that wasn't the case at your school that people can still there is still some freedom to express your individuality at your school well I mean the school recently and many schools around Japan are doing this um, giving the option uh, for girls to wear trousers as opposed to skirts and uh, being more inclusive towards people who don't necessarily fit one who identify girls who identify with boys and boys who identify with girls so there's a little bit of a little bit more flexibility in that area but i was talking to you about the you know the the big thing in the news a few months ago was this two block haircut and how the ridiculous nature of that you know it's like we looked that up on the internet it's like two block haircuts Basically, a little bit long on the top and very short around the ears, and maybe shaved. And mm. um, a lot of schools had. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at it yeah. uh, on Google right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the most standard orthodox haircut you could possibly get. I don't see an issue you know, with that. Yeah, it's like but an undercut, was, right? Yeah, yeah. It was basically, but it's basically banned in many public schools. And a, a person from the Ministry of Education. Uh, explained himself why why it wasn't allowed, and he said it's a dangerous haircut. Dangerous things could happen. Okay, how? How? Oh, what evidence? There's no explanation. What evidence leads to to that conclusion? You don't need. Uh, he's he doesn't give any. Oh. He just says it could be dangerous. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like what is this footloose? I mean, are we like you maybe can't... maybe we could put that guy in charge of a uh, cybersecurity for Japan? Yeah, because yeah, we yeah. need we need that kind of insight. You know, we've got to be like extra vigilant. Yeah, uh, which we'll cover cybersecurity a bit later. But but back to this two block haircut. Have you yeah. met people in your uh, students at your school sporting yeah, this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they've been reprimanded for having the two block haircut. Wow. But then sometimes I see you know you know teachers and I'm like. Is is isn't that a two block haircut? <laughs> like I can't tell. <laughs> like maybe aren't you wearing a two block? But teachers a lot to have a two block haircut. Isn't it dangerous? And yeah, some uh, and I think many students around the country are puzzled by the rules. I think parents and students alike are puzzled because they're not sure what exactly is wrong with it. Mm. Because there's it, it's just a standard haircut. <laughs> It does seem like it to me. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm really analyzing these pictures of the two block yeah. haircut, and I, uh. I'm struggling to find the potential for violence <laughs> <laughs> in a haircut. It <laughs> it's not like it, a mohawk, or you're like a skinhead, <laughs> or you're you're you know, it's like dyed, you know, different strands or different colors, yeah. like pink or I don't know. Yeah, it can also be like faded, like into the mm. shaved part. It's not even like a. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a severe like it's very long in the top and then shaved it's not even like that it's like very like thoughtfully like pared down to like very thin and maybe you see a little bit of skin it's Mm. like if that's not allowed how the what am i supposed to tell the the barber (laughs) yeah yeah well how am i supposed to explain myself don't do it so there's too much of a ridge. If there's too much of a ridge, 
I'm not giving oh, you no, money for no, this. No, no, no. You go in with this laminated uh, manual of accepted hairstyles at your school, and you just show them, okay, can you do one of these? And it's like maybe two photos. <laughs> or maybe it's one. There's just one photo. Okay, I'll have this one, please. <laughs> oh, you're a high school student going to that school. Oh, okay, I know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but I, I think there's a there's a loosening up of of these rules around the country. Ah, oh, the West uh, Japan prefe- uh, prefecture. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did abolish it. Yeah, uh, they yeah. abolished uh, excessive draconian rules on dating, hair color, underwear cov- color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so you've got these teachers checking the underwear of students of these women from their little their yeah. skirts i could imagine that they're all women like female teachers right yeah, but yeah. still yeah, yeah i was still that's a little so. bit excessive yeah it's uh militaristic in a way yeah. oh i'm sorry i'm not allowed to wear this pink g-string ah oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> why were you better. looking <laughs> <laughs> i have um an article maybe we can share on our blog I love okay. I love this guy's uh, experiences. It's uh, mm. unseenjapan.com. Okay. Uh, a guy named uh, Noah Ozkow, he recounts his experience being at a Japanese uh, high school in 2006 in okay. Ehime yeah. Prefecture. So yeah. he's learned firsthand about how militaristic schools can be over these policies. And... He said, you know, unsurprisingly, makeup, piercings, nail polish, tattoos, are all taboo, banned, layered, he says, layered haircuts. So that's the two block, right, that you're referring yeah, yeah. to. Um, underwear, color checks. So they go, go beyond issues of personal choice and appearance, but uh, just, just forced, the forced dyeing of naturally non-black hair. He right. said that kind of went beyond the pale for him and for photoshopping here's another example photoshopping biracial pupils hair black in school yearbooks <laughs> so actually it's like like post-production of your school yeah, yeah, albums yeah, yeah. you're going through it like george lucas with his original fucking star wars yeah, uh, movies yeah, yeah. he's like you know what i want to change totally hair. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> did you really have black hair uh, i don't i don't think <laughs> um but what I like about this is that strict military-style regulations were present in the schools of the Empire of Japan from 1868 to 1947. Mm-hmm. So you can fact-check mm-hmm. this guy. Um, I didn't bother like researching it. It just seemed interesting to me. But he, he said that the U.S. occupation government rehauled the school system following World War II. And education was to be the domain of all citizens. So high school attendance soared from 42.5% in 1950 to 91.9% in 1975. So that's an amazing accomplishment. And and everybody, so going from 42, uh, 43% in 1950 to 92% in 1975. And so primacy was placed on ideas of fostering individuality and a democratic spirit. You were no longer able to strictly regulate people's lives, students' lives. And what this led to was um, an investment into individual rights in 1960s, which saw mass 
protests and school <laughs> right. sit-ins. And yeah. so these educational reforms seem to be targeted against these types of yeah. protests and uh, like upheaval in society. So right. that gave way to the militarism we see now where ideological school violence in the late 70s, that all uh, evaporated. And that's what we're left with right now, is the school system coming down like a ton of bricks on, on every student. They did, not, they did not want a repeat of the mm. 60s and 70s. So, so that's, what, uh, that's the state of the education system that we see today. So that, that brings uh, maybe the, the aspect of school life that, that maybe not everyone sees. But um, there's another aspect of school life that is very important that I hadn't really thought about even after I had been working in Japanese schools for such a long time uh, until a few weeks ago when I was reading a letter to the editor from a concerned mother of a, of a child who goes to a public school. And it read like this. It read that her, the, the son, her son's school does not have available western toilets for him to use and so this creates a lot of stress on him and he he would like to have a western style toilet and the the facilities just aren't there they're not up to snuff they're old and antiquated and they they really need new ones and she brought up the fact that the government wants every child there's proposal every child should each child should have their own computer or iPad within a couple of years. And he said, well, if you're pushing this, you really should get your act together and make it so that they have, you know, work properly working toilets that students actually want to use throughout the day. And that's like a quality of life thing that they haven't really uh, talked about uh, so clearly. And I, so I was like, OK, well, what's going on here? Because I hadn't really thought about it before. Even though I walk by school toilets all the time, <laughs> I'm at are school they, are they all the Western time. Western style toilets at your school? Uh, there, there's a mix. There's a mix oh. of the Japanese style and squat toilets and mm. Western style toilets. And according to the Ministry of Education, as of 2020, September 2020, 57% of bathroom facilities at public elementary and junior high schools across the country were Western style. Okay. So that leaves 43% to be the squat toilet type. Now, you might think, well, it's Japan, so they should have squat toilets. Well, the problem is, is that most children growing up today are not, their, their homes do not have squat toilets. In fact, the, the, the statistics from Toto, the, the big toilet maker, there's actually, the to Toto has actually a, a research division for school toilets. Mm. They actually have people working on school toilet facilities. And well, of course, had it Toto. Like, from I mean, the, I'm sure there are other the, people in, around the world who know Toto. They're the, yeah, they set but the it's, it was just funny for me to read, like, the, the Kenkyu show. The Kenkyu, mm. like, was like, wait, research? <laughs> like, I always mm. think of, like, scientists and experiments, yeah, not, yeah. like, people dealing like with R&D right? division dedicated <laughs> you know? to advanced toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the... There's a, there's a definite demand for Westerners. Oh, what the statistic is, is like 99% of all toilets installed in new homes in Japan last year were Western toilets. So it's it, it for 43% of public schools to have squat toilets is a, is a little bit uh, off 
off-putting because most kids don't aren't confronted with squat toilets until they come into the school and then they don't want to use them so they're walking around school holding their shit in their ass and probably <laughs> you know like fucking like all nervous and shit and they're getting bullied <laughs> and crap like that and then they're like i can't take a shit because <laughs> there's a line for the western toilet and I can't, I can't do what I want to do. So it's well, my, it, my, my, uh, what, what I say to that is, is tough, tough cookies. Yeah. Tough cookies. You gotta learn, you gotta, you gotta learn how right. to use hey, a fucking hey, squat Hey, these kids want to eat cookies. You want to squat, can't you eat cookies. You gotta fucking squat. Mm. And you know what? We talked about toilets before and yeah, I yeah. maintain that squats, it's been, uh, it's been researched to death that humanity we are we have evolved to squat to take shit and that's space mm-hmm. that's how the process is supposed to be as seamless as possible and that's why squat toilets are the healthiest way to relieve your bowels you know to have bowel movements i think i told you that right yeah squat. yeah yeah yeah. i mean, I mean you're supposed you to, as a child you should still be relatively flexible so i don't know what these kids are on about I'm like just fucking use Whoa. just get used to it uh well they're not confronted they probably don't even know how to use them because they their their homes have western toilets well, ask the teacher so, a teacher can you know, help them that's just yeah the that's job. the thing i want to do yeah hey uh <laughs> suzuki sensei can you teach me how to take a shit <laughs> yeah that's that's what it t- that's Suzuki's what a kid like wants to do with a kid like a 15 year old <laughs> <laughs> now 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 think about this is uh you know there's um that there's not even public high schools don't even have a lot of them don't even have air conditioners so the Mm. summer comes and it's like they have fans sweltering hot yeah fans but it's like 90 degrees out and oh sorry that's fahrenheit it's 39 degrees outside yeah. and it's 100% humidity you can't take a shit you're cramping your stomach <laughs> I'm trying to find this one thing this w- well worded thing that it says about the uh, uh, Oh yeah, my, my favorite sentence in this whole article. Mokoto Kobayashi, a Kanazawa city assembly member who works on issues related to toilets. Who <laughs> 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 works on issues related to toilets. <laughs> so, so, so that's his one column. <laughs> this is like a, like a journalist like working. You got polit- the guys who focus on politics and sports. <laughs> then you got that guy. Uh, and he works on toilets. I got an inside guy. He's got the guy. toilet beats. He's got the beat. You know, he's following the toilet beats. It says he has heard from where, Where's the wind blowing in regards to where <laughs> toilets are going in the future? He says he has heard. He has got heard his from finger on the, pol- on the pulse <laughs> of the toilet toilet industry. The toilet situations. He has heard from school principals of cases of toilet accidents. <laughs> Does oh. he go into oh, okay. <laughs> during he's got first. Does he have first hand knowledge? <laughs> is that is that part of his job? Going to these schools and analyzing Talking data to principals from <laughs> from toilet member ac- accidents. <laughs> During is classes, he taking photos as well? Is like taking photos and <laughs> documenting them? You need you need evidence. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got like a, a treasure trove of data <laughs> in his computer. This uh, is going to be the next NCIS. What's that show where it's like, dong, dong. Hey, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Law, like, law, law and order of toilets. <laughs> law and yeah. order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toilet unit. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like uh, the, the accidents during classes by students who could not relieve themselves during breaks due to other children occupying the limited number of Western-style toilets. Hmm. There's many disparities between the municipalities. In the city mm. of Toyama, which has one of the highest Western-style toilet ratios <laughs> nation. Why? Why is it Toyama? <laughs> because the number of Western-style schools rose 48.6% from the previous survey in 2016. <laughs> what is <laughs> that Toyama's priority? What is that Western toilets of Toyama? Is there something that the governor uh, is working okay, on? So is that part of his... Platform. Hey, I got answers for you. <laughs> this has you been vote for me, this. we get more Western <laughs> toilets. Okay, that's my guy. I want to vote for him. <laughs> okay, this has been achieved through the city's prioritized project to replace toilet facilities instead of renovating entire bathrooms. When Japanese-style toilets are replaced with Western-style ones, the new toilet seats can prevent booth doors from fully opening because many of them open inwards in Japan. Mm, but Toyoma mm, yeah. overcame the issue <laughs> through solutions such as installing new toilet seats diagonally oh, and wow. making the doors open outwards. Now, here's the cost. Right? Per mm. booth, including construction fees, such work reportedly costs, and this guy's doing deep journalism, <laughs> reportedly yeah, yeah. costs between 500,000 yen and 1 million yen. Isn't that double? <laughs> it's, 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 you just said one number and then you just doubled it. <laughs> uh, but in Kanazawa, Western style toilets rose only 12.4% from its 20.9% result in 2016. Mm. Uh, they're addressing issues with higher priorities, including installing air conditioners. Mm. So what would you take? Would you would you prefer as a kid? Like, would you prefer yeah. Western toilet or air conditioning? Oh man, that I mean because you know the thing is like you're sitting like in class. Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got cramps in your stomach, but then you take a shit and you come back to the classroom and you're getting bullied and sweat's pouring off your I head. I wouldn't want to take so, a shit in West like a Western toilet when I'm just drenched in sweat. That's really yeah. terrible. I'd rather yeah, keep it in, true. but just be cool, uh-huh. right? Throughout yeah. the day. But then you have to like, I mean, there's a whole process of holding your farts because you got like mm. those poop farts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and it's a really cute girl Would you rather be drenched in you? sweat or drenched in like fecal matter? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sweat. Sweat's the answer. <laughs> there's no other answer but sweat because by the time you're already getting you know bullied and then like you got shit coming yeah, out of your pants no it's over for you you have to go to another hey, school you have district. no right to be fucking in that school if you can't use a squat toilet you call yourself Japanese motherfucker get the fuck out of here you gotta get the, you gotta get used to a squat toilet a little Kenji Kun is no, five years no old I got no fucking sympathy for these fucking kids. for a little five year old who can't fuck use off. a nah like, you gotta get used to it nah <laughs> You're still at an age where you're flexible enough. You can you can get down and use a squat toilet. Fuck. With the help of Suzuki-san, you got no problem. <laughs> Suzuki-sensei. Yeah, Suzuki-sensei Suzuki can due respect is sensei. Yeah, with due, due okay. respect to... Yeah, Suzuki-sensei will take you by the hand, lead you there, and even wipe your ass. So how about that? Okay. All right. So That's how about part this? part of the job. And let's move on. Let's go on to other toilet news. Okay? Okay. And other, another toilet news... Uh, a man. Oh, oh, I love the I love the title of this. 
Wakayama man. Like as if he's like a superhero. It sounds like a, a Muppet. Wakayama. <laughs> yeah. Wakayama waka, man. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. He's Fozzy Bear. He's <laughs> the Fozzy Bear prefectures in Japan. So Wakayama man stealing uniform from school caught by mysterious man in restroom in middle of night. <laughs> so, wow. You couldn't be any more vague than that. You got a mysterious man and you got Wakayama man. Fuck! Can you be even? Can you be any more vague? How about how about human being? Something happens to a human being on Earth. Earthling. <laughs> so, at about nine thirty p.m. on June fifteenth of uh, this year, fifty-five-year-old uh, office worker Tamio Ueda entered a public high school in Wakayama City. He then stole a sailor-style school uniform that was stored in one of the rooms and put it on. Weda must have been having a whale of a time with his... Oh, I hate this kind of cheeky language. Okay, so he was having a good time wearing the uniform. And then How do you early know? In the morning, in his head? Did he say yeah, that? I don't or, know. Or is that, like, or is that just, just like a fucking writer, a, a journalist? It's a writer. It's like a projecting them, themselves <laughs> onto this guy. Fuck off. Yeah, I hate that. Hey, I'm a whale of a time. Because actually, you know, and also whale of a time refers to the fact that Wakayama has certain uh, whaling villages, traditional whaling villages. Anyway, we won't get in there. So maybe that's why that came from. Hey, who cares? At approximately 2.40 a.m., <laughs> Weda, still wearing the uniform, uh, entered a restroom inside the school. While in there, he bumped into another man in his 30s. The man restrained Weda and called the police to come and arrest him. So Weda admitted to burglarizing the school for its uniform, but the rest of the world, okay, I hate this cheeky story. Who's that guy in a school bathroom at 2.40 in the morning who caught this other guy wearing a school uniform? And nobody really knows who it was, the, the mysterious man. Mm. Uh, so there's lots of comments uh, about it. It's one of these uh, Sora News 24 stories. So right. There's like, yeah, so... Uh, if he wasn't a guard, then he was trespassing, right? Uh, th that restroom is a happening place. Uh, if this happened in the girls' room, then there is some dark stuff going on. I don't know why, because there's no students. No <laughs> students are there. It's like, why was there dark stuff going on if it's the girls' room as opposed to the boys' room? Uh, anyway, those are the my toilet-related high school stories. Oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I I think that the our audience they need to they need to know this information yeah. about Japan. Yes, that's why they listen. These yes. stories about toilets and uh, yes, the guy wearing a high school girl's uniform. Uh, did I tell you when I I used to drink in Kitchen Georgie mm -hmm. a lot because I used to live around that area and there was a local mm -hmm. bar I went to. Every so often I would I would meet this high school uniform wearing old man. Uh -huh. Come in. He's old as fuck, but he wear a high school right. uniform, and yeah. and I'm drunk. I don't care. Just ask him like, why are you wearing a high school uniform? He said, like, oh, it's comfortable. I like it. And <laughs> and we uh, and I see him every week, and you know we we get into great conversations. Really clever guy. I think he was a yeah. um, he was either an architect or something like a really um, well paying job, real professional, uh, with a wife and kids. But mm -hmm. every week on a Friday or maybe a Saturday, he would uh, come out to this bar with his high school uniform. He lived near the area. And mm -hmm. I said, well, what does your wife think? She said, oh, no, she doesn't know anything about this. I just like to go out and uh, I, like, I like dressing up in this uniform. Uh, 
that was one guy, but there was another guy who, jo- who enjoyed dressing up in women's in women's um, clothing, like dresses, yeah. like skirts and high um, high heels. And right. every time I met him, the more I drank, and the more I spoke to her, to him, her, I, it was like this transformation. It was like mm-hmm. uh, the feminine, you know, like there was this femininity that came out. It was like right. um, it was a scary. It's a scary interaction because yeah, you just see how these mannerisms that we take as masculine and or mm. feminine traits and how easily right. this person just manifested them and became like a woman. So right. I'm drinking with this guy. I know it's a guy, but I but I'm right. seeing that this this transformation has taken place and then I'm feeling that I'm just talking to a woman and my whole demeanor right. changes. Okay, yeah. And you know, and, and he's like wearing makeup, right? But it's obvious right. that it's a guy, but just right. the the mannerisms and the ways, you know, moving. It's like it becomes like a Japanese woman. It's like I'm talking to a Japanese right. woman. And that is that was so scary to me at the time. Oh, okay. Because I thought, how do you like, feel like, about it now? Well, I thought because at the time what? I was like, "There's a few more drinks. I'll take you to a love hotel." <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> it's just that that's scary. How um, fucking shallow we are as yeah. as as a you know as a species when, when it comes to sex and all that. Uh, I know I'm, right. I'm a very I'm a red blooded heterosexual male, but just those mm-hmm. interactions, I thought, "Fuck, it is scary how well you can." Uh, mirror the opposite sex if you are of that persuasion I mean you know mm-hmm. if you like tr- uh, cross dressing uh, mm-hmm. I mean in Tokyo there is a place uh, is it San Chome in Shinjuku or is it Nichome uh, sure I think it's San Chome, yeah. San Chome I always get it confused Nichome or San Chome but there's a whole district in Tokyo that's dedicated to homosexual homo, no, homosexuality cross dresses uh, transgender individuals uh, you go there on any night and it's either run by uh gays um or people who like cross-dressing and it's a real experience so to mm-hmm. those listeners who are interested in that part of japan um yeah highly recommend it it's mm. uh it's great so sorry for that sec- that really <laughs> long ta- tangent off of what you were saying <laughs> yeah i highly recommend it i've never been there i highly recommend it. it's great <laughs> Well, what what is it? Nichome or Sanjo? I highly recommend it. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there myself. <laughs> heard I've heard good things. From a friend of a I've friend. Heard... Friend of a friend of a friend. <laughs> I've walked by it. It seems like there's shops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like the people are having a great time. <laughs> oh, okay. right, here's, a, here's a story. Did you know okay. mm-hmm. YouTube users yeah. posting movie summaries mm-hmm. were arrested by police in Japan. So what's going on with that? So these Japanese citizens have been arrested for posting 10-minute movie summaries on YouTube. This mm-hmm. violates copyrights and also financially damages filmmakers, distributors, and theaters. There is a rising trend for, this ki- for these kinds of channels on YouTube. Japanese police, they've arrested three individuals confirmed to be linked to uh, YouTube, a YouTube channel which was posting 10-minute movie summaries because they were using actual footage of movies, uh, including spoilers. So the copyright mm-hmm. holders felt that uh, this damaged, dam- damaged their revenue, revenue generation potential. Hmm. What do you make of that? Well, don't all the trailers already give you every plot point anyway? Yeah, exactly. 
that's why I I stopped watching trailers like fucking five years ago. The way mm-hmm. like they re- they reveal everything. They reveal the plot. They reveal they reveal fucking like spoilers galore. You you can't get mm-hmm. past it. And they've got extended trailers, right? Where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you didn't, you weren't spoiled enough before. How about we tell you everything? Mm. We're gonna, we're gonna spend fucking five yeah. minutes on the most interesting scenes of this movie, right? So you're no longer surprised when you watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that that's, uh, like, what what are you gonna do? I mean, if you want to explain, it's not like ten minutes of a ninety minute movie, or a two hour movie, two and a half hour movie, shouldn't be able to give away all that much i mean it's just and you're just commenting on it i don't know so seems the, like a waste of time yeah there these arrests are based on the latest amendments made to mm. the copyright act in 2021 okay uh i didn't read much into the copyright act but i guess this is part of that where this is a violation uh mm-hmm. it's a copyright infringement and mm-hmm. can even lead to imprisonment sentences. Okay. So that is serious. Yeah. Uh, and they and they highlight this, these, seeming seemingly bogus fucking estimates. So there's an estimate that the movie industry is losing an average of ten dollars per one of these clips, ten minute clips on YouTube. Hmm. How the fuck do you know? Yeah. <laughs> How did you come to that number? How do you yeah, come yeah. to that? What? I'm missing something and, here. Yeah. Also, it's like people are constantly giving spoilers to everyone all the time. Of course. I accidentally did it On earlier Twitter. Today. Yeah, you did it to me. <laughs> you do it to me all the time. That's why I don't want to hear anything about you anymore, from you anymore about things that you recommend to me. You're like, oh, I saw this All show. the time? Oh, by the way, let me tell you what happens at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second. The, earlier, I, I accidentally, but do I do it all oh, the time? <laughs> no. Well, I'm, 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 I'm being facetious. Okay, all right. Just let let everyone. Hey, okay. Because now you start making me feel really bad. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, but I I know that you're you're more uh, carefree over mm-hmm. details yeah, yeah. about movies, whereas I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I think we've established yeah. that on many movie reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you spoiled the shit out of many movies before I went to watch it, and yeah. Um, but you don't do that to me as much anymore. As much, mm. but the threat the threat mm. is still there. It's yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> There's always a dormant uh, threat yeah. uh, just below well, the surface I, I usually, well, with you. Usually <laughs> I, I say, are you going to watch this? Are you yeah. going to watch it? And if you say no, I'm like, okay, all right, this is what happened. The spider comes out tell you the whole. Ear. I'm going to sum it up for you. In fact, I'm going to make a 10-minute video. Oh, no, scratch that. <laughs> and only you can watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a 10-minute video on my iPhone. I'll share that with you. Uh, you know, <laughs> But this um this is troubling to me. I I just think yeah. that there's already a lot of um infringement um these claims by creators and um I just think this is ridiculous. This yeah, is wasn't it beyond... more buzz? It's like it's like a free advertisement when exactly. they do that. It's weird. I don't yeah. I mean, I guess certain uh, was like certain people like they want to show a clip of like a stand-up comedian, and so they end up like zooming in in different parts of it. So you're like, "What the hell's happening? Why can't I see his head?" Oh, then I suddenly learned like the, to to stay away from copyright infringement, you have to edit it somehow so that it doesn't. It's not the full thing the whole time. So you can actually 
show a 20 minute clip of some stand up doing something as long as like it's not the full frame mm, of, yeah. of the thing. So you end up seeing like the guy's shoulder for like 20 seconds and then it moves back to the full screen and then you see his forehead. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's really like really hard to watch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, yeah, that that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Well, let's move on to uh, cybersecurity. Okay. Yes. Did you know that the Japanese, the the Japanese police, they're launching a team mm-hmm. that's been set up to combat state-sponsored cyber attacks. Okay. And this elite squad's purview mm. is limited, apparently where one senior mm-hmm. official said, uh, the scope of the investigation by the new team is limited and will only focus on looking into the background of the case, including the evolve- involvement of a foreign state. So we are hardly assuming a situation where the team alone arrests a suspect. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I may have said this to you before off, um, off mic, but you mm-hmm. know what I'm envisioning is just a team of these hackers... Well, because you're thinking high-tech people who come from like maybe right. uh, computer programming backgrounds, but I think it's just going to be three or four new grads from prestigious universities mm. who have degrees in Japanese literature or, or international affairs or politics. They're mm-hmm. sitting in a windowless, windowless room surrounded mm-hmm. by fax machines and printers. <laughs> and they're going to Doing brainstorm. Origami. They're going to brainstorm <laughs> ideas on how to counter the state-sponsored cyber attacks. With only you're pencils, bringing... pencils and paper. <laughs> you're bringing me back to Shin Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I made the mm. comment. Yeah, yeah. So someone's uh, going to figure it out with uh, the origami. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm beating a dead horse here. I think I talked right. about fucking cybersecurity on a previous news uh, episode. Yeah. It's all uh, just a real sad state of affairs when the minister, the guy in charge of cybersecurity, has never used a computer doesn't know what a USB is, who is in charge of safeguarding citizens, well, the government's data, and mm. along with the My Number system, right? Yeah. The My Number system, uh, also safeguarding the privacy of its citizens. So mm. that's been a bugbear of mine. That's Ever a new since phrase you got there. You, yeah, you've been, uh, it's a new word, I, I bugbear oh you haven't heard that before no only from out of your mouth like last oh, week i heard right? you say bugbear yeah yeah oh. can yeah. you uh tell me uh w- w- why did you suddenly start using this uh i've used it before oh, i don't know i think it's just uh seemed interesting something, and, yeah. to me it was like i don't you know, use it very often so i thought why not why not uh give it some uh some oxygen time. here yeah oxygen yeah 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 okay and i'm glad that i'm I'm, I'm helping you Helping expand your vocabulary. That'll be in my lessons next week. Bugbear. Everyone repeat after me. <laughs> bugbear. I have a bugbear. I have a bugbear. Good, good, good. Now discuss with your pair. What 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 bugbears do you have? My bugbear is <laughs> long homework assignments. Very good. Good, good. What's your bugbear? Okay. Anyway. So your bugbear is uh okay. Japanese style toilets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. 
and your bugbear is not no air conditioning. Okay, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Well, you know, I talk negatively, and I, I really do want to focus on the positive. So here's a positive story. Okay. 84% of Americans view Jap- Japan positively. Okay, that's nice. U.S. poll. According to Gallup. Gallup? Gallup. Yeah. Gallup, uh, yeah, Gallup. The Gallup survey, as uh, U.S. President Joe Biden, he was hosting uh, Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga for a White House meeting. This was back in April, but... Uh, this was when the survey was released. So uh, that led to them, the American press, wanting to share this. Among many demographic groups, 84% of Democrats, 80% of Republicans, and 86% of independents responding to this February uh, survey, all favoring a key U.S. ally in Asia. How about that? America, Yay for Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Yay for America. Yay for Japan. Educational atta- by educational attainment levels, respondents with higher mm-hmm. education are likelier mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. Japan more positively. Awesome. With 92% of those with a college degree saying mm-hmm. they favor Japan. Favorite, baby. Favorite. Mm. So, um, I, I, that's... Very positive. Uh, I think this is maybe the highest from what I've what I've seen. Um, oh, okay. It's been lower in the past, um, particularly around uh, I think Pearl Harbor. Might yeah, want to check yeah, that. Might want to might want to fact check me there. Yeah, yeah. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, Could have been. Japan uh, is at, at its lowest approval rate. As low. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did Japan do? Well, fuck that oh, country. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's nice to hear. People like Japan, they can distinguish between China and Japan. That's that's even good yeah. because I think there was a long time where people couldn't really tell. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't in their purview. Well, even growing yeah. up in New Zealand, uh, I remember yeah. like one family member saying, "Oh, is that man in Japan?" And oh, ni- like they said, "Nippon clip-on," as uh, in like yeah, a yeah, yeah. like disposable fucking product, right? And nowadays, right. you look at man in Japan, and like, oh fuck, there's like a lot of quality there. Yeah. It's, uh, versus made in China, so the made in China has taken on that moniker. Oh, it's uh, made in China. Nippon, oh, That's a pretty good rhyme, though. Nippon clip-on. Like, um, like what, what kind of Chinese derogatory rhyme could you do? Like, uh, mm, I don't know. China. Uh, I don't want to say anything derogatory. <laughs> That's oh, my okay. oh my god! Well, why, why mention it? Things, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually really going know. through it right now. I'm actually yeah, really going to struggle. Know, okay, um, I, I know, but then the the word that comes to mind is oh, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you stayed there. Right, so, you had a good time in China, didn't you? I did have a nice time in China. Chinese people are nice, hmm, so don't be derogatory. But you can, you can against the uh, uh, CCP. Yeah, fuck the yeah. fuck that authoritarian government. But the people. Yeah. The people themselves, I think. If you meet anyone one on one, I'm sure you can have like, yeah. a decent conversation. Yeah. Like you did, right? Uh, when you went yeah. to China, you had a good experience. Yeah, it was nice. Did you know uh, foreign residents? We are. We mm. can actually change or renew our visas online now. Oh, okay. That sounds nice. That's pretty convenient, right? Yeah. Hey, that's positive. So, are you going to do that next time? Yeah. Fuck 
yeah, I want to take yeah. advantage of it. If it's going to yeah, make my life a lot easier. I don't want to go to that fucking shithole of a, an immigration office. Hey, don't be negative. Use positive Sorry. words for it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the but it really is. It's like the fucking... Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so hellish going there. You go to the one in Shinagawa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been uh, to that one in, in many, many years. Well, let's go into okay, one last story. Okay. This isn't this isn't current affairs though, but mm-hmm. this is about a construction company that yeah. went into liquidation in two thousand and six. It's called Congo Gumi. Okay, Congo Gumi, and the reason why I bring this up is because in the year five seventy eight five hundred seventy eight A.D. Germanic tribes were warring over the remains of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And an eight-year-old boy named Muhammad was growing up in Mecca. And the Mayan Empire was flourishing in Central America. And around that time, Kongogumi, this construction company, was operating in Japan. <laughs> it's like the freaking Flintstones over there. <laughs> It's a fucking construction company that's been in business for 1,400 years. This fucking company <laughs> has been doing business. I, I think I made a, 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 you know, a comment before about how my country is still relatively young. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that compared to this company, this, this is... Uh, it was sad. It was sad, actually, to see it finally cave to modern pressures. Uh, but it was... Uh, Technically, it was purchased by the Takamatsu Construction Group. Mm-hmm. So, in some way, it is still going on, but just not under that name anymore. Uh, so, mm-hmm. what they were doing is they were just uh, basically refurbishing um, shrines. That that was their main business. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were for rocks. <laughs> just yeah. like, what oh, was yeah. around that? Making, uh, making, polishing yeah. rocks. Polishing rocks. <laughs> Moving, moving rocks out of the way for roads, <laughs> the development of roads and stuff. <laughs> Building traps for wild boars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's been family run, and uh, yeah, they. It's uh, older than the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> it's older than the emperor. System of the emperor. Wait, 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 wait. The emperor. What was that? Oh, maybe that's BC. I can't remember. It's forty. Yeah. So this is forty generations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just fucking mind-boggling to me how these days we're all very short-term focused. You got these mm-hmm. three to five-year fucking plans from companies. They have meetings. Mm-hmm. They've got like one year. You got like a, you got to appease your stockholders, and everybody is just after a quick buck. Right, want to mm-hmm. make money, short-term fucking gain over long-term, long-term strate- strategic thinking. Whereas this company mm-hmm. was thinking fucking centuries ahead. They're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. How are we going to be around in fucking a hundred years? Let's think of <laughs> I, a fucking I never strategy. Heard of I never heard of them before, so I think their strategy was just lay low, <laughs> just <laughs> keep polishing the rocks, and then maybe we'll get into some other businesses with the rocks. So crush the rocks, make some. But, but even in two thousand and five, mm. they still specialized in building. Buddhist temples. Temples. They found uh, a foothold. Yeah. No one else was. Uh, yeah. Like, I guess you. Yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have too much competition, right? 
in Japan yeah. or even from yeah. overseas. Yeah. You would you wouldn't Dave. see like a construction company overseas like oh let's take that off your hands we know how to do it better than you. Well, oh now, really? Now I want to know how do you have? Uh, we we've been doing this for a thousand years. What when <laughs> when were you in business? Oh you oh you started business ten years ago. Get the fuck out of here. I think maybe some some new young bloods are gonna hear this and be like, we got some new strategies. We're gonna come up against this freaking company. I'm gonna tell them what's what with our. Probably gonna come up with some we, sort we gotta, of. Uh, we gotta make a better. We gotta make a better temple. Yeah, a temple yeah. that has like Western-style toilets and air conditioning. Yeah, well, <laughs> 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 We're gonna have like holographic fucking projections of Buddha. You're yeah. gonna have like these AR glasses. When you go in, you'll see Buddha fucking giving you a tour. <laughs> There's a blowjob. Yeah, Buddha's giving you a blowjob. Buddha's giving you a blowjob. Yeah, no. I don't know if that will work in these uh, highly religious uh, <laughs> ceremonies. But uh, but maybe in your free oh, time you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At home, in the confines of your own home. It's like oh, well, you know, you know, the big thing, the big dig against this company is you've been in com- you've been in business a thousand years and you're still building temples. What the fuck? Aren't you finished? Move on. I gotta get with the times. <laughs> yeah. You're not done. It means you're not done yet. Oh no! But that means we've got to keep it in shape. You know, we've got to be pristine. So every I don't know how often they do it. Every fucking Mm. I guess it would be every ten. How many years would you have to go through Japan updating them? Right. Well, I mean, they're probably built in different years, so you're constantly doing it. Probably. Every temple, right? It's probably yeah. under. That, that's their business constant plan. Constant construction. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, They're probably okay, deliberately build... going there in the yeah. night and like destroying <laughs> it. <laughs> they build it. In the first year, they built one. In the second year, why are we building them so slowly? So we get to maintain them after a few years. And every year, we got a new temple to go to. I think I, I think I know what the problem was. They they built them to such a, a high degree of craftsman, craftsmanship that they uh-huh. they did stand the test of time. So they were putting themselves out of business. They're yeah, like, fuck yeah, them out. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it, no, and now we're done. Do fuck, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do something about this. How about we use we cheaper us. materials? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So we can just keep making them. Yeah, you know, they what? look really nice. You know, for let's five go back to the let's go back to the drawing board, boys, and uh, yeah, yeah, let's start getting cheaper fucking tools so that we can just maintain them. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we're out of a job because they're just gonna yeah. stand there for a thousand years. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there's earthquakes, there's landslides, and all kinds of stuff. Oh, I'm sure they took that into account when they were building them over mm. a fucking hundred years. Mm. Well, a thousand years ago, you think they were like, okay, I mean, we surveyed. Well, you know, the, the time it took to make these it would have been over the course of uh, like generations, right? So I can yeah. imagine that they would have already experienced earthquakes and uh, you know real natural disasters. So they would have mm. taken that into account using more wood, for example, that's more flexible. Of course, they only had wood. <laughs> what other wood? Yeah, that's kind of funny. It was like with the wood. Well, and then you added concrete. Flexible. Did they have concrete? Yeah, they like, must have had concrete. Did, when was concrete well, you know, invented? You know what's Hang an on. interesting thing? There was a temple that was sent to Philadelphia a long time ago from Japan. It was actually in the New York uh, Expo back in the 1960s. And then it found its final home in Fairmount Park in Philadelphia. It's called Shofuso. And what's really interesting about the construction, it's based on like, the, I think, 1600s construction of a temple. And what's interesting is that there aren't any pegs in it. It's all like puzzle. It's all right. puzzle pieced I've seen together. That. Yeah, yeah. It's so really ingenious. You, 
so basically when an earthquake happens those pieces come apart and then you can rebuild it easily right it's like the yeah. uh the, the concept but it falls down so you can build it up again easily mm-hmm. i just found out concrete was first used in 1824 1824, so okay. they didn't have access to it back when they were going through generations of building these fucking uh, temples. Is they mm. didn't have access to concrete because it wasn't invented yet. No, so they, they should have had, invented they it. They were around long enough. No, they were getting by just fine with the fucking, you know, the wooden status quo bullshit with little jigsaw yeah, puzzles okay. they were making. Yeah, little, that's little true. how they fit together, like little Lego pieces. Yeah. All right. Well. I think uh, that about does us for uh, some of the news stories that took our fancy. Uh, I hope I wasn't as negative as I was last time. You know what? I think I was as negative, wasn't I? Don't worry. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it more positive. How about, okay, how about this? We'll try to be more positive next time. Next time we do news, let's focus on the good stories. Okay. Sounds good. Until then, have a good one.